guys, you're not allowed to replay, reuse the intros. Get more. Come on, let us let us know what you want to hear. Don't reuse that fucking Tracy Jordan or Morgan. Or... Ten, nine, eight, seven, six, five, four, three, two, one. Welcome to Sick and Wrong, the world source for antisocial commentary. One of your hosts, D. Simon. Get down on your knees and kiss this man's feet. I'm Lance Wackerly. If I was that dude, I'd be dreaming of boobs. We're going to stay here all night if we have to, so let's get started. Uh, can I go when this starts to suck? Good evening. Welcome to Sick and Wrong, the world source for antisocial commentary. One of your hosts, D. Simon. And I'm Lance Wackerly, otherwise known as the birthday boy. <laughs> Happy birthday there, Wackerly. Thank you. You know, I've already got the greatest present that um, a man could get for my birthday. And uh, what, did you get a blowjob? <laughs> no. You're supposed to say, like, you know, the loving uh, gratitude of your friends and friendship is magic and all that. But Wait, you mean the, the, the chance to do a podcast with me? No. Oh. <laughs> the new StarCraft uh, 2 expansion comes out on Tuesday. <laughs> Who bought that for you? Did you buy that for yourself? I bought it for myself. I'm thanking <laughs> the video game gods is who I'm thankful for. How long have you been looking forward to that? Well, the first one came out like two or the, you know, the initial, not the first StarCraft, but this, you know, we're now we're in StarCraft 2. That came out like two years ago, I think, t- 2010. God, you need End to get laid. You really do. Jesus. Isn't that true of all of us, man? <laughs> Solve every problem. Yeah, I suppose. Yes. How how was the birthday? Did uh did you go out and get schnockered? Did you get wasted? Is schnockered a word? I don't know. I thought it was Hebrew or something. It doesn't sound like a good Yiddish word. I don't know if I'm like butchering the pronunciation of it. But did you get wasted? Yeah. More you know, I didn't caper but i i you know this morning i was like oh i was too drunk to be in public and i was just acting like an idiot did but my you threshold it- for how you know being an idiot is now so low that i was probably all right but you know people could tell i was drunk and you know saying stupid shit did you make it home by yourself or did you end up like passing out in someone's the backseat of someone's car no see i would never do that anymore <laughs> those days are long gone <laughs> and i didn't even say anything offensive just you know stupid imp- opinions about that mean nothing and, well, nobody means- care- and nobody cares about but you're like eh, well, this is what i think of bacon <laughs> well whatever i mean at least i mean just you know being drunk and talking excessively about bullshit is that's one thing i mean committing random acts of vandalism waking up you know after impregnating some random fat chick now that's no, that's something that i'd happen. regret that did not happen my penis was nowhere near any vaginas <laughs> Which I guess is sad, but it can also be a blessing. <laughs> Did you actually have like a real, a full on party? I don't or know what it? you would call it. I tried to put the kibosh on it, but it just got into the hands of somebody who made an evite. Yeah, I, I heard about this. It, evite it is, it is I... 1998. Even though I'm still aging forward, some of my friends are going into the past. With I, I wasn't on that evite list. Just just so you know. Oh, I know. Um, <laughs> Was that intentional? Like, did you know who was invited? I did. I did. I added. I added your sister and Jer. 
uh, because nice. the person who made the Evite didn't have their email addresses. Uh, so yeah, I knew who was on the, the list. Yeah, but you can't you can't stop it. I think it's because last year I I did I organized myself kind of a big outing. I don't don't ask me why. I don't know why I did that because now we're just you're over thirty. You don't and you're a man. You don't even need to be having a birthday party. No, not at all. It's, way, like, it's very it's very childish. Well, it's also very like feminine. Like and who the, yeah, women who the like fuck to do cares that. that it's my fucking birthday. Well, I don't know. I don't. What, what's so special about it? Seriously. I'm not one of those people because because then there's the there's the opposite. There are the people like, oh, don't remind me. I'm a year older. And they get so worked up about it that, you know, they get worked up about hating their birthday. And then there's the people who get worked up about it's my birthday. It's my special day. It's my birth week. I'm going to get drunk every day this week because it's my but I celebrate the whole week of my birth. Like, you know, just not giving a fuck is the appropriate response. I mean, I, I don't enjoy my birthdays, but I'm also I'm also one of those people that. I just don't want to deal with it. I just don't want to give a fuck about it. I don't want to deal with it. I don't want someone else to make a big deal out of it. So then I have to to remember when their birthday is, so I can make it, so I can return the favor. I don't want to do that. I don't want gifts exactly. on my birthday. Like, do people give you gifts? Yes. Uh, it's even more annoying at a bar. I, I have convinced most people to give me alcohol. That's a good, good. gift, though. <laughs> but in the sp- so what happened was in the spirit of not giving a fuck. Somebody emailed me and said, well, what, hey, do you want to go out and drinking for your birthday? And in the spirit of not giving a fuck means also not saying like, no, I'm just going to be alone on my birthday. Because then, <laughs> then they perceive that as like a cry for help, which it really isn't. Like, I really do just want to get wasted and watch Trailer Park Boys. But you can't do that because then people think you're crying for help. So I said, yeah, you know, we can. I'll go to the bar if you, if you guys want to go out for happy hour or whatever. And it turned out it wasn't happy hour. We went out for like later. And but yeah, then it turned into an evite situation with like twenty people coming out. It wasn't actually twenty, but a big like Megilla, twelve though. or something. Yeah, a big Megilla, Cirrus, Cirrus, however you pronounce that word. Well, it's just so next year. Really. So next year, my I'm gonna have to. And now by saying this on the podcast, I'm gonna ruin it. But my plan is I'm going to say. Like, oh no, I'm taking a big I'm taking a big trip for my birthday. I'm gonna go to LA and hang out with D and P Town and we're gonna just do it up and we're gonna, there's gonna be streamers and a limo with a hot tub. A birthday gambit. Yeah, and then all the people will be like, Oh wow, sounds like you're gonna have a fun birthday. Congratulations. And then at the last minute, like they'll just see me drinking at the bar and they'll say, Oh, I thought you were going out of town. No. Yeah, I lied. <laughs> I won't even say I lied. I just said you know, it didn't work out. Yeah, you know, because then they probably... won't have time to plan something, and then that's what I what I want is just to see people. I'll be at the bar on my birthday, and to see people, and then they'll go, "Hey, isn't it your birthday?" And I'm like, "Yeah, it is my birthday." Oh, I'll buy you a shot. Great. Yeah, okay, but that, then that's that. That's all well and good, but guaranteed, probably, I would say odds are, by next year, you're going to have a girlfriend, and she's going to plan something. Oh <sighs> Lord. Then you're stuck. And then anyway. the following, and the following year, you know what? You know what? That's all about. Well, what happens? The, oh, the fortieth! I forgot about that. You have to deal with that too. I mean, people aren't going to let you just not do anything on your fortieth. Yeah, I know. Your what sister's I, going to organize something. I'm going to go to Thailand or something and just escape and just go get a bunch of hookers. Get a life-threatening the fucking venereal disease. <laughs> well, who wants to live after forty? But but pay attention to my gambit, the birthday gambit. You don't actually have to go to Thailand. You just have to tell everybody you're going to Thailand until the last minute. Say it's a good idea, and then just and then just not go. And Save just the not money. Go, and then you can just, you know, nobody feels bad uh, and nobody plans something that you don't want. You know what? You know what I felt like was Don Draper. 
in oh, that Zooby Zooby Zoo episode where, where he was he's just had annoyed. a nice dinner with his hot girlfriend and the gray-haired guy, whatever uh, whatever his name is, Roger Sterling, and Roger Sterling's hot wife. And they're just coming back, and they're going to maybe have a couple cocktails, and he's going to smoke a cigarette on his really cool Manhattan apartment patio. And have he walks into the drinks. room, and it's like, oh, shit, there's 50 people here. And, oh, shit, now my wife's going to sing this corny-ass song in front of everybody, and I have to, like, sit here and, like, act like I'm really thrilled. <laughs> so, yeah, I mean, that's basically what happened to you, but at a dive bar and without the hot wife. Right. Yeah. <laughs> Annoying. <laughs> well, anyway, Wackley, I did get that's you me, a gift. Don Draper. I did get you a gift. And uh, it's it's something you've always wanted, and something I think will look uh, it will complement your your uh, your abode. Really? Yeah. Do you see it? Oh, it's, it appears to be Liza, a photograph of Liza, a print. <laughs> I guess we'll call it. Since we're fancy, it's a print of Liza Minnelli with a Hitler mustache. Yep, I made it myself. I, uh, it's, I was going to ask if you drew the Hitler mustache. <laughs> it's some of my art. I, I found this at uh, at a. Uh, it, was, it wasn't. I guess it was kind of a street garage sale. I found a picture of Liza Minnelli when I was walking by, and then oh. I was thinking, you know what? I can make this picture that much better. Does and, this uh, have essence of a homeless person on it? <laughs> What's the disease that's going on around there? Yeah, yeah, I think it was an Armenian person. It was like an oh. Armenian garage sale. Like they're just it was like a sidewalk sale. They had a bunch of their stuff sidewalk and like their garbage sale. out. And I just saw like this random picture of Liza Minnelli. So uh, I got it for you, and I'm going to frame it. I added the Hitler mustache. I was going to put something like you did. You did sign it. I was going to ask you. Yeah, I'm going to sign the back. No, uh, no, sign the front. Sign, sign the, front. the front. All right, I was going to write something I like to be in in the frame that I'm going to put it in. I wanted to say. D. Simon. All right, no, I'll do that. I, I was, Mainly I, because if I actually were able to like shag a, a Jewish chick and then I get her back to my house and she sees that I have a Hitler memorabilia <laughs> or some version thereof, I want to be like, no, my Jewish friend gave it to me, so it's cool. I actually don't, don't think worry Liza, about it. I don't think Liza looks all that bad with a Hitler mustache. I like the she yeah. has the spiky bangs. Which yeah. kind of looks like a goth, one of those, like, what are the special brand of goths that go to raves? Do they have a name? Rave goth? Rave goths? Yeah, they wear, like, the goggles and color their hair blue and stuff, but they're still sort of goth. Like she's a cyber, like, cyber goth. Cyber goth? Okay. Yeah. I kind of think she looks a bit like Charlie Chaplin here. Like, a, if he was a transvestite. Right. Yeah, Which I mean, it could work. In his spare time. All right, well, that, well, that's your birthday gift, and I'll sign it. I was going to write something like Wackerly's a fag or something on here, but then uh, that would ruin it. Please don't. Yeah. yeah, I might just sign it then at the bottom, but it's, yeah, maybe I'll sign it on her arm or something right here. Can you get one of those pens that's sort of glittery and silver? Ooh, that's a good idea. All right, I'll, I'll do that. I'll do a little glittery silver thing right here and de-sign, and then, uh, then, yeah, I have a frame for it, too. I just didn't frame it yet. So, uh, I like it because it's it's going to kill two burns with one stone. It's going to gay up my abode. And very, it's, it's definitely going to gape your part. Yeah, and it's also going to white power up my abode at the same time. Well, it's yeah. I mean, it's it's a uh, a contradictory photo. Really, it's just a, it's just a contradiction you're going to have on your wall. Like people are going to look gay, at that. Are gay people more into Liza Minnelli or her mother Ju- Judy Garland, or is it just different types of gays? I think it's just both, really. I mean, they, you know, they're both related. I think what's going to happen is people are going to be torn because they're just going to be like, wow, is is he really gay? Or is he an, an Aryan? Aryan. <laughs> like, I, I don't know what's going on here. It's what this art is supposed to make you It's going to make you think. Reality. That's what's going to happen. So, 
Anyway, uh, it looks like uh, Wackily, your your other than StarCraft, your true birthday wish came true. Maybe the birthday wish that you weren't thinking about that you were having, but the, your unconscious birthday wish. Which was what? The death of Hugo Chavez. Oh, yes. <laughs> You're never a big fan of that guy. I don't know no, why. No. I'm not a fan of communists. <laughs> yeah, but he was such a popular man in this country. Well, yeah. Poor people love communist dictators because they try to, you know, they talk like a big game, like they're benefiting them. But when you look into the details, usually not so much. Well, so I read something the other day that, uh, that well, obviously uh, Venezuela is mourning the death of their fearless leader, um, who uh, even at the end, towards the towards the end, he he was, I guess he was screaming like, "I don't want to die." I don't know. Do you read this? <laughs> yeah, he wasn't screaming though. He couldn't even make a sound. He just sort of like made that, but uh, motion with his mouth. But he was also blaming the U.S. for giving him cancer. Like this is a plot that we concocted like two decades ago. Yeah, it was just a really long running plot to kill him, right? Slowly through cancer. I think that's the official Venezuelan government uh, opinion at this point. Yeah, is that America poisoned their dictator leader? Right. That that that's the thing. So what they're doing right now, the body of Venezuelan President Hugo Chavez will be displayed publicly, just like Lenin and Mao Zedong, the country's vice president. Um, on uh, that said on Thursday that they're going to embalm him and he's going to be placed in a glass casket for display of all of the uh, the denizens of uh, Venezuela. So every he, single one, they can just go up there and put their greasy fingerprint on the glass, and they can stare at their fearless leader. Uh, this follows a tradition that includes Lenin. Um, yeah, is it is it Mao Zedong? Is that how you say his name? I don't know. You know, uh, the Chinese guy. <laughs> I know you're talking about. Chair, just call him the chairman. Chairman. chairman the chairman. Mao. Chairman Mao. And North call. Korea's uh, Kim Il-sung, which is weird. I thought Kim Jong-il would do the same thing because, I mean, that guy was such a narcissist. Didn't he? No. It did, uh, it's just Kim Il-sung did. I find that very surprising. Yeah. Maybe I mean, they're going to unveil him in like in a little while. They're pro- I mean, because they really haven't admitted that he's dead, right? No, they did. Did you see the videos of all the North Koreans crying while well, being oh, forced right. forced to that. cry in the streets? Right. You know, I think they know. And they paraded he's dead, but him. He, he's, st- he's dead, but he's still the leader, as is his dead father. Well, I thought he. I thought his son took over. Isn't it well, Kim Jong-un? he's like he's like taking care of business right now. But, you know, technically the grandpa is still the, the leader. You mean that the... Oh, really? The, so Kim what Il-sung is, is still they all, the leader they all have different of different monikers, like... Like Kim Jong Il was the dear leader, and maybe his dad was like the darling leader, and the new one, the fat kid, is like precious leader or something like that. Yeah, but the precious leader has some high, some powerful friends, such as Dennis Rodman. Oh yeah, all <laughs> friends. Our ambassador to North Korea, Dennis Rodman. That's, I mean, just just think of. I don't even have anything funny to say about that. Yeah, I mean, it's you, fu- is funny. There's nothing funny funnier that you could say about that. Rather the than worm. The, what was just said, the worm, Dennis Rodman, who is <laughs> <laughs> the former I mean, Chicago that guy Bull. Is just, he is just strange. Wasn't he bisexual at some point? And he fucked Madonna. He was like trisexual. Did. I don't, I don't right. even know like what he didn't try. I don't know what was going on with him. At one point in the nineties, he was the most controversial basketball player. And then I don't know what happened to him. He's well, he retired, and then it's like he just sort of faded into obscurity. And then now all of a sudden, he's an ambassador to North Korea. 
because Vice Magazine sent him over there. I don't think he's the there. official ambassador. Well, he's the hipster ambassador. Like Vice Magazine sent him over there. Oh, is that what happened? Yeah, it was a Vice, Vice Magazine. Was it was like a called? Vice News. Uh, those guys are so they they're so edgy. Just going <laughs> to these strange countries. But dude, Hip. displaying yourself and bombing yourself and displaying yourself in a glass casket for your entire country to view forever for an eternity is the ultimate act of narcissism. I'm surprised we don't do that with our presidents. Why don't we? Well, our presidents aren't very, well, they are very narcissistic, but the tradition is that they're not. I mean, starting with George Washington stepping down after his second term. Humble. Yeah, they're just, I'm just a man. Humility. I wonder if Obama, Obama should change the law and do this and see, just see how pissed off he can make Republicans. (laughs) <laughs> crackers like, yeah forever i think it you know what else I, I think and i don't know if you looked this up when i asked you to but uh research monkey <laughs> but i think it's illegal to taxidermy a human being and i think it's against the federal law really you know yeah, i, I you didn't, didn't get a chance to look that up all right yeah if you want to fill up time i'm about to look it up right now all right you fill it all right you look that up wackerly because we should have done this research before and unfortunately we don't have a sick and wrong intern anymore um, but okay, so Chavez is going to be the latest in a line of leaders whose remains have been embalmed and put on show in a glass casket. The most famous leader was Russia's Vladimir Lenin, whose body still lies in a mausoleum in Moscow's Red Square. Ninety years after his death, ninety years, Lenin is still preserved. We can go like we could go right now to Moscow and we could see Lenin. People do a good job over there with their embalmment. Stalin. He's been embalmed. Uh, Chairman Mao, Vietnam's Ho Chi Minh, and uh, North Korea's founding leader, Kim Il-sung. All embalmed. All on display. Mm-hmm. I kind of like this idea. I kind of like it. It gives, you, it gives you a chance just to uh, legitimize these leaders. Like you read about them, these historical figures, but you never actually get to see them. You know, hmm. you can go see a statue. But it's an inanimate object. It's not the same thing. When you actually see an embalmed human, you're like, wow, so this person did exist. Yeah. Kind of like it. And I want to see, like, their creepy plastic eyes. (laughs) (laughs) I I, want to see the bits, the bits of decomposed flesh. Like the little, okay, there, he's starting to go over there, like right below the ear. The smell. He's starting to turn. Just the smell of embalming for Lewis is really gross. If you've ever been to a funeral up close. It is kind of. Somebody who wasn't cremated. You know, the only U.S. president ever to be embalmed was Abraham Lincoln. Really? Yeah, he was embalmed following his assassination in 1865, which enabled his body to be taken on a winding three-week train journey back to Springfield, Illinois. Open casket memorial services along the way. But wait a minute. I mean, so you're you're talking about long-term embalming. But I mean, if you don't get cremated, they almost always embalm you. Unless you're you're a Jew. Jews a Jew or an Arab? <laughs> yeah, Jews. Jews and Arabs need to be. Uh, I think you need but to be buried in three days. Let me let me make something clear to you, D. Most people in this country are not Jews. <laughs> so what I'm saying, I'm is, well aware of my minority status. <laughs> most people we have the power do get though. embalmed that that you know are put into a casket. Well, I think if you're going so to, I have find it a, hard to believe that Lincoln was the only president that was embalmed. Well, okay, well embalmed and put on display for a long term. Was, yeah, okay. yeah, so he Got was. It. For a three-week train journey. Usually what happens, I think, is uh, like if you're a, a Gentile, you're embalmed. You have an open casket funeral like a few days later. So you're only really – you're embalmed just to preserve the body for maybe, what, seven days? Not longer than a week. Do you want to know about taxidermy? 
<laughs> taxidermy now, and humans I do want to know legality. about this because this would be something I'm interested in. It's uh, the answer is it's complicated. For example, in Florida, it's a state by state thing. In Florida, you need permission of the immediate family. You also need to go before a magistrate uh, and express why you want to do it to this judge guy, and he has to give you permission. On a side note, uh, do you know how much it costs to embalm a fish? <laughs> to taxidermy a fish? $8 per inch. $8 per God. So it's, this oh was in 2003. God. This guy says he charges $8 an inch to taxidermy a fish. God, so it would be an exorbitant amount of money <laughs> to, to embalm a human. What, what if it was something like this? Like, What if you're like Hugh Hefner? You're like, I want to be embalmed. I want my cock to be rigid so that my wife can still have sex with me. It's going to be a mighty cold on her vagina. Yeah, whatever. You can put some like Vicks Vapo Rub on it or something. For lube. <laughs> Eat it up in the microwave. <laughs> yeah, but I mean, do you think Actually, that would you be... know what happened? In my brain, I just made a jump because I was just thinking while you are saying that, that the way that you get around it is you, you, if you're rich, you cryogenically freeze yourself. That's why I was thinking that would be oh, cold. Oh, that would be cold, brain. yeah. But if you're, tax, if you're stuffed, you're probably not cold. You'd be room, room temperature. temperature which yeah. is colder than a human cock. Lot living human cock, but I wonder if that's a valid. I wonder if that's a valid reason. I, the, I don't think the judge would go for that. Yeah, but I mean, uh, maybe because the judge is going to be like using logic, you know, <laughs> to say things like, you know, that girl didn't want to be on your cock when you were alive; she just wants your money. So why would you want it now? <laughs> so Denied. when when Lenin, if I had a gavel, I would bang it. When uh, Lenin uh, was preserved and uh, put on display. 750,000 people braved the bitter January cold and stood in line for hours, not to get McDonald's or a slice of bread like they do now. It was just to catch a glimpse of the corpse. And uh, they, Karl Marx? Then they never did that to Marx. Yeah, he was a, he was a true man of the people. And that guy. He, he, wouldn't, he wouldn't go in for any of this fancy shenanigans. That guy was a proletariat. He wasn't this yeah. bourgeois politician type. It would cool. It would be cool if they just preserved his beard. <laughs> Did you know that Venezuela has um, like the country's murder rate is like eleven times higher than the murder rate in Chicago, which has a stratospheric murder rate. Yeah, I know. Chicago, it's the Chicago's... most violent country in uh, Central America or South America. That, that's interesting to me. Why? Why is it so much more violent in uh, Venezuela than other South American countries? What about like Colombia? Do you expect me to have analysis or just stupid facts? Well, no, because I'm you're, you, you're going to be very disappointed. But you have a dictator who, you know, who completely controls every facet of this country. I'm surprised he would he wouldn't crack down on the violence. Uh, I don't know. And doesn't he like assuage the poor there with like uh, supposedly? I think they're I think they're still very poor. That's probably the problem. Is that he's trying? He was trying to you know make them not so poor. But they were still very poor because they were starting from such a low uh, level. But why? Why did the poor, I guess, adore him so much and revere him like a god in that country? I mean, he, well, he, he promised wasn't... them a lot of shit. Whether, but he didn't. He didn't come through with all. Of it. For example, he promised to build. You know, he was president for fourteen years. He promised to build two million homes for the poor, low income housing. He only built thirty thousand, which sounds like a lot, but it's only one point five percent. Of what he of the two million that he promised over fourteen years, like, get your fucking act together, fat ass. 
Did he give away a free home to somebody that that followed him on Twitter? Yeah, he did give give one one free home away to his three millionth Twitter follower. He promised it up front. He said, "Whoever's my three millionth Twitter follower, I'll give you a house." Yeah, you know, Obama doesn't give a shit. Well, it makes the gifts that we give out for like you know best fucking iTunes comment. You get a dirty <laughs> dildo. That's why we don't have three million followers on Twitter. <laughs> He also, yeah. uh, you know what, you know what, gas costs in Venezuela because the government subsidizes gasoline costs for the people. How much? Nine cents a gallon. Oh, you got to be kidding me, really? Nine cents a gallon. Wow! Wow! I wouldn't even have to drive a Prius there. It costs to do that. You know, the government has to like basically pay for the gas, and they pay twenty billion dollars per year for that. Glow gas cost the government pays. God, we would never do that here. We have too so, many people. So what happens is the rich people pay taxes, and then you know that money that they pay gets turned into paying for gas for poor people. Subsidies it, for the, the poor. That twenty billion dollars per year is over double the combined amount of money that they spend on health and education. <laughs> <laughs> so wh- why would you want to live in that country if you're a wealthy person? That's a good question. I also don't know that. Are you I mean, allowed I think to leave? You know, if you grew up there, and you, know, you people don't always want to run away from their shitty country that maybe used to be cool. They think that maybe it'll be cool again, or they'll try and make it cool. Yeah, but but you have a dictator who actually modified the constitution to keep him in power even longer. Because I yeah. think they had a, I think they had something where it's like a president can only serve two terms, and he's like, yeah, you know, I'm going to change it, so now I can serve forever. I'm going by memory here, so this is probably wrong, but it might be close to right, which is how my brain works. I think I heard on the radio that he limited so, – so there were opposing political parties and you know, political people with political ideas that opposed him. And you know, he didn't necessarily kill them like would happen in you know, communist China where you're not allowed to oppose the party. But he did things like – because he ran the TV stations – he would only allow them three minutes per day of ad time. <laughs> <laughs> for, it might have been per week, but something like that. Like for three his minutes opponents? per day. Yeah. Like they're allowed to be like, well, yeah, sure. You, you get freedom of speech in this country. You can have a, a opposing political ad and you know, try and advertise your opposing party. But you only get three minutes per day. Meanwhile, I get the rest of the time. Because <laughs> remember he had like <laughs> his own talk show? Oh yeah, was really he did have his like own every talk day, show. and it went on for like three hours per day. I don't know when he has time to do that. I I can barely find time to do this one and a half hour podcast per week, and I don't run the country. God, could you imagine the nonsense? I mean, God, we spew such bullshit for an hour and a half once a week. Right. Could you imagine doing it, you know, every day for three hours. Also, these are facts in my head, which might be incorrect. That's the disclaimer. <laughs> but he did have a I know for, for for sure he did have a show, which I kind of want to download. Can, can I get like downloaded copies of that with like translations or, or the greatest hits? That's are, some are you saying ones. did he podcast his show? Are you going <laughs> to some, subscribe? Somebody somebody else probably podcasted. <laughs> You're going to subscribe to the Chavez the Chavez cast? I'm not so sure they have the internet there. <laughs> yeah, they only don't have iPods. Well, he was revered by the country's poor. And I imagine he must have been somewhat reviled by the country's wealthy, but obviously they didn't leave. They didn't flee right. the country. <clears throat> True. But now he is going to be embalmed on display like other world leaders. And uh, for generations to come, Venezuelans can go and uh, look on their, their fearless leader. Uh, what's interesting about the, the embalming process is uh, the way they do it is, so, as you mentioned with uh, formaldehyde, the body fluids are drained. 
and replace her formaldehyde. And the formaldehyde fluid plasticizes the proteins within the body, which fights against the bacteria that otherwise would lead to decomposition. So when the body's expected to be remain embalmed for a long period, like Lenin, the concentration of formaldehyde will be increased. And uh, then they add other chemicals such as lanolin, which can uh, improve the color and texture of the skin, break down blood clots, lessen discoloration. But inevitably, there's going to be some decomposition. And Good, I think because that sounded just like a lot of gay ass science talk. <laughs> Let's get to the point. <laughs> well, that's what I'm saying. Eventually, they're going to start looking waxy or plastic. Like the crypt keeper. Well, I mean, there's a, what else can you do? It's it's you're you're a biological organism. You have skin. Skin decomposes. True. So I think it's just turned into plastic. So, like people say now, like Lenin's Lenin's face, he's he doesn't look as good as he used to. Um, people <laughs> say the years are creeping up on him. <laughs> well, he's been embalmed for ninety years. It's like, yeah. could you imagine what he must smell like? Well, he just smells like that creepy formaldehyde smell. I would think. Yeah, but I bet you. I, I mean, wouldn't put my nose up to his butthole. Yeah, I, I'm, <laughs> <laughs> well, I wouldn't I do that when he's alive either. So I wonder if it's just a mixture of like formaldehyde and vodka, because Russians probably drink formaldehyde. I mean, they would. Yeah, some of that you know rot gut government made vodka is pretty close. Most of them are probably almost formaldehyde embalmed when they die <laughs> from, from the vodka consumption. <laughs> Well, they said that uh, it used to make a, a huge impression in the Soviet period, you know, back when uh, when Lenin was, and they they had visitors that lined the block in Moscow's Red Square just to see a glimpse of Lenin. But now uh, times have changed. You don't have the long lines anymore. People kind of wander in like it's being in a wax museum, but the magic is gone. People just don't care. I would definitely go if I went to visit. Well, I think you'd go because it's a, you're a tourist, but I think uh, people that live there, regular is, there's people. no pilgrimage anymore to see this because you're like, eh, who cares? I mean, I think that's what's going to happen with Chavez. Like, I bet well, you, but you know, it's the shock of the new. He'll they'll, they'll be they'll be lining up for a while because he just died. Well, that's what I'm saying. Like, maybe in the next couple of years, but I bet you, like, uh, within five years in this this day and age, who cares? <laughs> yeah. I mean, uh, it's called the it's called the filer faster thesis, by the way. The filer fat. Now that sounds like some scientific mumbo jumbo. It kind of is political science. You know, the cycle of like things happening and people getting bored and moving on to new issues. Every every election cycle just gets quicker and quicker and quicker. Whereas like back in the past, something would happen, and and for like months and months, the electorate 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 and the media would be talking about it whereas now something happens and the next week you know the media issues are, are already rolled on to something completely different well i mean it's a constant barrage of news now though right and it I goes mean, quicker and quicker to where you know like I, I couldn't even tell you what happened in the news last week but something well, did i think it's a good thing and it's a bad thing i think it's a bad thing because a lot of a lot of important pivotal news events are forgotten but i think it's a good thing too because if you do something extremely embarrassing and you're being shamed by the media Exactly. Something else can happen, like, you know, three days later, like a school massacre, and you're off the hook. Right. Or somebody else, you know, you make a gaffe, and you hope to God that somebody else makes a gaffe pretty quickly, and that everybody moves on. And yeah. people will forget about the gaffe. Yeah. And pretty much. I, I think what's going to happen is Chavez, I mean, he claims to have left this legacy, but, you know, really, I think in the end, I don't think he really helped Venezuela that much. 
And, and the only world leaders, and what, what was interesting, the people that did attend his funeral, there's, I think, um, uh, I'm a dinner jacket from, uh, from Iran oh, he came was over? there. Yeah, he came, he, he came there. Uh, the leader of Nicaragua, I forget his name. And uh, Sean Penn. Sean Penn was there. And Jesse he Jackson. Loved. And the Reverend Jesse Jackson, Sean Penn. Oh, Jesse, ja- Jesse Jackson isn't uh, attending to his son who's about to go to fucking prison for like, embezzling <laughs> money from his campaign. He, has, he really no, has time to go to this there, funeral. Yeah. What about Michael Moore? I know he was, he was buffing uh, Chavez Ugo on Twitter. Michael Moore didn't want to have to buy two planes, two seats on the plane. So he was just like, you know what? I'm just going to stay here and just send my, send my uh, condolences over the internet. They are both fat men. I can see why they would get along. What about Ca- Castro? You know, Castro probably can't. I don't even think Castro. I think Castro is embalmed. And they just kind of wheel him Castro out. I mean, Castro does win, though. He outlived him, which is crazy. I mean, it's you would ask people a, year, a couple years ago. Well, I don't understand. How come our cancer ploy doesn't work on Castro? You know, they, our cancer attack. He was in an earlier uh, attempt to you know, concoct <laughs> the special milkshake and then get him to drink it. People, this is episode 371 here, Sick and Wrong. Um, last week we had a we, uh, Wackley took hiatus. He was on um, he was taking a little break there. Uh, and so we I did not get a, a vasectomy if that's what you were telling me. <laughs> <I wanted to. laughs> did you contemplate it at all after we had that phone call from a couple weeks ago? No. Um, after I heard that, it actually made me. If I, I would still do the show if I had one. a vasectomy. Why, just to talk about it? Yeah, and I'd have to be on good drugs. It would be fun. Yeah, well, I mean, probably make more sense than you usually do. <laughs> but I'd be like, every five minutes, I'd be like, ow, my balls. <laughs> yeah, that would suck because if you sit on your balls accidentally, I mean, I would hope they'd painful. give you like a special donut, a f- like you know the hemorrhoid donut, the, but the, the hemorrhoid the, donut thing. The hole like the goes donut around pillow. your testicles. <laughs> but I don't know what happens. Well, this week we're going to get back down to brass tacks, like a regular sick and wrong show with sick and wrong stories that were sent in by listeners. People, you can send in your stories sick and wrong podcast at hotmail dot com. Submit them via Facebook or over the Twitters. Uh, we got some good ones this, this week. Actually, we got, so we got some really good ones this week. It was difficult to kind of pare it down, but we have the two best stories here for episode 371. Before we get to the first one, here's a word from our sponsor, AdamandEve.com. Hey, kids, do you like sex toys? Yeah! Then go to AdamandEve.com and make a purchase using coupon code DIDDLE. You'll get 50% off your first item, three free adult DVDs, free shipping, and a gift so sensual I can't even mention it on this podcast about murder and bukkake. Support Sick and Wrong by supporting our sponsor, adamandeve.com, and making a purchase with coupon code DIDDLE. That's DIDDLE, D-I-D-D-L-E, like your uncle used to do to you. Uh, so the first story here we got for episode 371 came from uh, Stacy. Stacy says, hi, here's a pretty sick and wrong story for you. Love the podcast. It keeps me sane while doing taxidermy. Thanks. Oh, wow. should ask that guy. It's I, I think Stacy's a girl, Michaelie. Uh, Stacy Keach. <laughs> Stacy got Keech. owned. Yeah, but Stacy Keach was a uh, woman in the beginning, and then became. A man. Oh, really? Yeah, it's a hormone treatment. Was, I don't know if you know that. Yeah, is that where the hair lip came from? <laughs> Surgical mishap. <laughs> You're talking about the mustache? 
Um, yeah, you know, I, I want to see Stacy's taxidermy. I always kind of like that. It's interesting to me when I would you be into that if you were dating a girl and she's that's her thing, collects sure. taxidermy. Oh, collects or or performs both. I would totally be into that because I would I would have her make me all kinds of that like crypto taxidermy stuff where they find roadkill. Well, they, they just make, make fake like a, animals, yeah, fake out animal of other animal parts, like you know, a squirrel with like owl wings or a jackalope. Recently, I've been hanging out with a chick, and uh, her whole apartment's all. She goes on eBay and she just bids for all taxidermy. She's got like a little baby deer. Interesting. She has um, just uh, squirrels doing different, like squirrels wearing little hats and doing things, oh, like right. playing golf and stuff. I, I was, it's at first it kind of weirded me out. Not that I really care about animals that much, but I was just kind of like, this is just sort of weird. You have like a, they're all staring at you with their plastic eyes. They're staring at me with their plastic eyes. Well, you know, at like my naked form, and it's just kind of weird. It's just invasive. But hey, she's into it, I guess. I just, I just kept pictured, you know, picturing them all and hearing them laughing at me. It was throwing me off. Throwing that off happens in Evil Dead, right? Yeah, wasn't it? Isn't that what happened with the deer head? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I've noticed that a lot of the hip hipster bars when they open up the that's a the taxidermy theme. You know, I probably. saw um you know, my sister and Jared getting married and I saw like if I had unlimited God income God damn it, I still I thought I still had a chance with Jared. <laughs> <laughs> Dashing my plans. If I had unlimited income I saw the the perfect present. I was at some store on a Melrose Street. It's called uh, Necromantic, I think, or Necromance, Necromance. And they sell a lot of taxidermy. It's a hip taxidermy place. Anyway, they had a full moose, like a life-size, a full moose, like adult moose. It was like $7,000. Goddamn. Oh, it would have taken up pretty much their entire living room. Plus, you'd have to ship it. Yeah, or somehow get it up there. That would be a lot of money. How great would that be to own something like that? Not worth $7,000. <laughs> I'm just saying, if I had unlimited money, I would be buying cool. I would, you know, you wouldn't have got a Liza Minnelli thing. You, you would have maybe got like, um, I don't know, a stuffed tapper. <laughs> a taper? Which, a taper, whatever. Taper. Wouldn't that be kind of cool? <laughs> yeah, it would be. The moose, is, the moose would take up too much room, but a taper would be nice. A, a taper would be awesome. Anyway. Uh, Stacy, why don't you email us and uh, send us some of your taxidermy? I'm fascinated by that. It's an interesting hobby. That and listening to podcasts. I don't know. I don't know about you. All right. Necrophilia-obsessed girl among double murder. Accu- or du- this is the worst headline I think I've ever read. Necrophilia-obsessed girl among double murder accused in three-way sex case. Yes, we're living, living in idiocracy times when headlines like that are on major news outlets. Does that make any sense? This is from CNN. I, I can see what they're getting at, but it's it's terrible. Yeah, necrophilia obsessed girl among double murder accused in three way sex case, and just that. Okay, whatever. Boyfriend. That's how people in the future talk. It, it, <laughs> it just, makes no we sense. Are you even more dumbed down than now? It's not even grammatically correct. No, you just have to put a bunch of words together and hope that people get what you're trying to say. You can figure out the gist. Caveman grunting. Yeah, or rapping. Yeah. Um, Boyfriend of Alyssa Massaro is reported to have helped fulfill her insane fantasy. An 18-year-old woman who is apparently obsessed with necrophilia has been accused of having three-way sex on top of the corpses of two men that she and her sexual partners allegedly murdered. Huh. So where, where does an 18-year-old girl become obsessed with necrophilia? 
How does this happen? What is this a result of? I would think that her father touched her butthole. Did I just sound like Larry King? <laughs> <laughs> you always sound like Larry. When don't you sound like Larry King? Uh, well, he is my idol. You know, I think it's I think it's a combination of dad inserting his finger inside of her butthole, Mm-mm. and also that's not what touching the that's not what the touching just, the butthole meme is about. It's not going in. It's just touching it. You're just saying the rim, like the sphincter, just touching it from the outside. The, the going, the penetration is something else. I'm not saying it doesn't happen, but the meme about getting your t- butthole touched, which we stole from Mr. Show. But I think when you is get, just touching it, it's like pressing it like a button. Yeah, but I think when you get your butthole touched, you You're go on to do gonna great get penetration. things. But you go on to do great things. But I think when your butthole is actually penetrated, you either become a stripper or a woman who's obsessed with necrophilia. Is that the difference? That's what I I'm just saying. always I always thought you go on to do extraordinary things, which could be great, or what this woman did by killing two people and having sex on top of their corpses is also extraordinary, <laughs> but it's but extraordinarily not creepy. But I think this whole obsession with necrophilia and, and the dark goth type of things, subjects like that, is, is a result of Twilight and the glamorizing of vampires and zombies and all that that's, that's all over the, the media now. Okay, Larry. No, I'm just saying. I'm thinking these kids. How much of this, this is the result of children watching Twilight? <laughs> no, but I mean, they We're going to this. you, uh, Bob and Sheboygan. <laughs> what do you have to say on the, fo- on the phone line? Vampires. Why the obsession with the vampires? But I think that's what it is. Now these kids think it's cool to be uh, so obsessed with dead people, and then they, they can't <laughs> Larry King is a dead person, and nobody wants to fuck him. I bet you this girl would have had sex on top of Larry King if given the opportunity. Yeah. It's just, you know, you can fuck Larry King and technically you don't have to kill him. So it's not illegal. I mean, (laughs) think of, all right, think of these women that have sex with Hugh Hefner. Same thing. Exactly. So a police investigation to a brutal double murder in the town of Joliet, Illinois, is said to have found that the bodies of 22-year-olds Eric Glover and Terrence Rankins were placed in a pile after being strangled, so that Alyssa Massaro could lie on top of them and have sex. I imagine that would be more comfortable than the back seat of, uh, you know, a car. Today's cars. Today's cars. Maybe not, you know, back in the day in the old Chevy. In the 70s, yeah. you know, with the giant Chevelle bench seat or the Grand National. Those were the days for car sex. But today, not so good. Tiny back seat. Yeah, it's, it's, it's just logistically, it's not going to work. But then, then again, maybe one of these guys, one of the victims here, might have been a fat guy, and that would be like a beanbag. Having sex on a fat guy, yeah. I've that, never had sex on a beanbag. I, I imagine it would be nice. I imagine I've had sex on it. We used to have a beanbag, and um, I used to own one a while ago. And uh, yeah, I imagine that is probably what having sex on top of a fat guy would be like. <laughs> Don't the the thing about beanbags is now? Now I'm Larry King. <laughs> the thing about beanbags. The thing about beanbags. I hate. Is inevitably the beans start to come out of some microscopic hole, and you've got these little white pellets all over your living room. Never yeah. fails. They're, they're, the the beanbag chair that I had they had like little styrofoam, like they were little styrofoam things. They weren't even real beans. <laughs> they're they're always. I don't think there are ever. There's never been a beanbag that has actual be, like baked beans inside of it. That's just not. Well, th- then it's a fucking misnomer because it, it is be. a lie, like everything else yeah. in today's society. God. But uh, I mean, the thing that whenever you have a beanbag, like your 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 clownish friend always comes over and tries to like jump on finger, it. 
Yeah, they try and like elbow drop you. On that's why they always puncture. Yeah, and what then, I'm a big fan of that I don't have, but is also very tacky, and I wish I had waterbed. Pop, the, oh no, <laughs> the Papasan chair. <laughs> why are you a fan of a Papasan chair? I just think they're comfortable. I've never had sex in one, but I would like to try. So it. You wouldn't even be able to have sex in one because it would fall over. Those things are barely work. even like a, I mean it's like a, it's like a bowl. It's like a bowl like like that yeah. you're sitting in the middle of a bowl with like, like a, a pillow in it. Yeah, like a walk. With a cushion, a giant cushion. But it's not it would, stationary. It would a, it would, you would be uh in danger of falling, but it would add a sense of adventure to the coitus. Yeah, once you fall over and uh and hurt yourself, injure yourself having sex. Oh. Uh, anyway. Well. Um, it, I'm just but saying, I bet you it's a on Papazon, my list. <laughs> a Papazon chair would probably be more comfortable than having sex on two scrawny teenagers' bodies. That's all I'm saying. I, it's just a weird fantasy for someone to have. Obviously, that, Okay, now, now I have a question about this woman, Alyssa Milano or whatever her name is. It, this isn't necrophilia, having sex on top of dead people? Well, that that's what I find interesting about this in... They say um, – so one of the men in the group of accused murderers, 24-year-old Joshua Minor, who apparently was her long-term boyfriend, he added that for years. Yeah. I hope he's long-term. You don't do this on like your first occasion. Okay <laughs> hey, what's up? What are you into? You want to get some coffee? Sure. Then can we murder two dudes and have sex on them? <laughs> he said for years she would talk about how she wanted to have sex with a dead guy. So I right. think what what he's what he's doing here is he's creating like a group sex scenario with dead corpses on the ground and living people <laughs> <laughs> to fulfill her fantasy. It's harder to be a female necrophiliac well, because, because the corpses don't have boners. That's true. I mean, Whereas uh, if you're a ge- necrophiliac guy, you know, it just kind of works out. Works. Well, in. there's a hole. I mean, you can do anything you Several want to that holes. hole. I'm, I just I find it odd. I find it odd that this Joshua Minor guy, who is in a long term relationship with this girl, and when you discuss your mutual fantasies, like she's like, "So what are you into?" You're like, "Well, I'm into threesomes and stockings, like fish leader costume, and yeah, or whatever, um, later hosen." But when uh, when she's when when uh, he asks her, he's like, "So what are you into?" And she's like, "You know, I'm really into having sex with a dead person." Like, I mean, and it says for years. So she's been bringing this up multiple times. Wouldn't that bother you? Like, would you say something? It bothers me when one of my girlfriends just harps on anything. <laughs> Not even just sexually related, just anything. And actually, the, now that you say that this is how it went on, uh, it kind of brings something to mind. Like, you know, you have a girlfriend and she harps on something and, and you just think it's a bad idea. But one of the strategies to deal with it is that you you know it's a bad idea and she keeps bringing it up and you're always like maybe it's something that's too expensive or that's going to be too expensive and it's not even going to be fun and she just keeps wanting to do it, wanting to do it. Let's say going on a cruise oh, just yeah. to make my example work. One of the strategies to deal with a girlfriend who harps on something all the time and you are fucking sick of it is to be like, okay – Fine, we're going on a cruise, and you hope that it just turns out terribly. Like you're going to get diarrhea the entire week, and you're going to be like, see, I told yeah. you. and you're going to be like, I told you so. Yeah. And so maybe that's what this guy's doing. <laughs> He's so <laughs> sick of hearing about it. 
He's like, fine, fine, bro. yeah, necrophilia. I'm super into it. Yeah, let's do it. Necrophilia. He goes out, kills two dudes. Like, here's the dead bodies. Now, we're, now, what are you gonna do? You gonna fuck one of them? Their dicks are soft. Lay on top. Oh, of I them. guess you and me will have sex on top of these stanky fucking corpses. <laughs> Just because he fucking finally had to get like hear the end of it. I think the guy was kind of into it personally. Probably. Get, well, my we'll- my my comedy rendition of reality is probably not true. More yeah. like a Seinfeld episode. Yeah, I, mean, I, I think you're you're trying to prove your point here. I think what he I think he shared in this fantasy personally, but because what happened here is uh, he had hoped to help Masaro achieve this fantasy by offering to have sex with her on top of the bodies of two men that he planned to kill. So I think this guy was a murderer, and he wanted to kill some it. people. And he was like, "Listen, we can just totally have sex with them, so it'll be both of our fantasies." And she was, did you, did, was she part of the plan like before the guys were murdered or did she have a chance to say, that's probably not a good idea? Well, you know, it's interesting here. It says that, uh, Masaro, the girl smirked at his offer cause he offered this and said she didn't really want to. Although later she acknowledged that she and Josh did have sexual intercourse on top of the two bodies. And she said that fellow murderer, or fellow murderer here, Adam Landerman, who is a friend, who's a friend of Josh Minor and a son of a local police sergeant, joined in with a copulating couple. So it was a threesome. Fivesome. Well, fivesome if you include the corpses. But three, three just living people. <laughs> and, I don't. And two dead ones. <laughs> I don't, your, your boundaries are your own. <laughs> I wonder how, it, like, how they involved the corpses in the lovemaking. Do you think he like, grabbed a hand and just kind of grabbed her titty with it? Yeah, you better. Like, I, I would have been doing something like that. I would have put his toe in the butthole. <laughs> the cor- not my own toe, the corpse's toe. God, it's like a, just an obscene version of Twister in a game. It's <laughs> with dead people. Um, I guess uh, there are various accounts surrounding the double murder. As the four accused people here um, have given the police differing versions of what happened. So there's Massaro, there's Minor, the boyfriend, there's Landerman, the friend, and 18-year-old Bethany McKee, who is the girlfriend of, of uh, the, the second participant in the, uh, the threesome. She's so, got to be mad. I, she, didn't even, she wasn't even involved. Like, this guy was cheating on her with two with corpses. Two corpses. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> two other people. She says that uh, Minor was the ringleader. The boyfriend was the ringleader. Came up with the entire plan to brutally murder the two. And then decided to have sex uh, with the couples. But she did say she was, um, she was aghast that uh, Landerman, I guess she was shocked that Landerman, her boyfriend, who was a follower of Minor and did whatever Minor told him to do, he jumped on the dead men's bodies and surfed on top of them. And he also caused the corpses to empty their bowels and emit zombie noises. Hmm. See, I actually don't think that's out of the realm of, uh, you know, possibility of what I would do in the situation. I wouldn't personally, I wouldn't have sex on top of the corpse. I'm not into that. I don't even want to go there. I wouldn't uh-huh. be into that, but there's a chance I might jump on the corpse just to see what type of noise it would make, or if it'd be a farting noise or something like that, that'd be kind of funny. Or, or I would do something like this. Like if we were walking and I saw a corpse, I'd push you on top of it. Like okay. I would do something like that. Yeah. I could see you doing that. Well, that, that's not indecent, in my opinion. It's indecent. Well, I can see you doing it. Well, it'd be funny. I mean, I would be doing it for the lulls, obviously. 
<laughs> lol. <laughs> you're, 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 you fancy yourself a corpse ventriloquist, is what you're saying. Yeah, corpse comedian, you know, like do do some funny stuff with the corpses. But I mean, aren't you kind of interesting? Like, would you, okay, if somebody, if you're in a field with a bunch of friends of ours, let's say we're in a field and Captain Carl was like, dude, there's a corpse over there. We'd all be like, holy shit, okay. there's a corpse. And he's like, watch this. So this is like a version of Stand, <laughs> Stand By, by me, me, but or... we're old. So it's like a version of Stand By Me, but if we went camping. So it's like Stand By Me, but we're almost 40. And we're all drunk the whole time. We're wasted. And we find this corpse. And then he's like, I'm going to stomp on his stomach to see if it shits. Would you not want to see that? Okay, but most corpses are wearing clothes. So now who's going to take the pants off? P-Town. <laughs> he's that drunk? <laughs> I don't know. Okay. We draw straws. Who knows? No, because even if I draw the shortest straw, I would, I would back out. Like, not, not really doing that. Yeah, I don't think I would do I that I don't want to accidentally touch the corpse's dick. I would, I guess, I would encourage and watch somebody doing something like that. But I, 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 I could now the contact. truth comes out. Well, that's the how ve- I usually the do vegan it. is the vegan in the group is not messing around with a corpse. <laughs> well, I'm good at encouraging that type of behavior. Maybe even coming up with different things you could do to it. But yeah, I don't, I don't actually engage in it. You consider yourself the Hugo Chavez of our little group of friends, don't you? <laughs> Secretly in your mind. Well, sort of. It's not like no, I'm redistributing you're the, Larry the King, wealth. You're the Larry King of the group. That's who we think of. That's okay. How we think of you. I will comment on all the, the, the acts, the nefarious acts that are taking place in front of me. But I'm not going to engage in or participate yes. in them. Sure. Okay. So the circumstances of the murder are still under investigation. But uh, police have said they believe drugs were involved. Fancy that. And uh, this what is the kind best of drugs. Well, they don't they don't go into it, but I'm I, I'm sure something a little more stronger than marijuana, crystal meth. Yeah, um, Masaro's father, the girl's father, is said to have been shocked by what his daughter has been accused of, and he said, "I don't know what happened. I'm too devastated, and I can't even talk about it. I can't believe my daughter had anything to do with this." As a father, how would you take this? Uh, not well. <laughs> I mean, my I, initial thought would be to administer a beating. I, I just don't even know what you would say. Like if uh, this all happened and it was proven, I mean, would you go visit her in prison? Hmm. Jail. I mean, would you? I guess you have to. But I, there would be yelling. Would you buy her? Would you get her, a, you know, an expensive Jew attorney? <laughs> I think I would seriously uh, be like, you know that's what? That's also a good question. I think at, at that point, I'd be washing my hands and be like, I don't know where I fucked up over how about here. A, how about a moderately priced Jewish attorney? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I don't know. Um, yeah, that girl Johnny is, Cochran, uh, you know, maybe black attorney, although he's dead now. Yeah, but he'd get her, get her off. She's pretty good at that stuff. Yeah, oh, well, you, think, that, this is the thing. When this, ha- ha- when this sort of thing happens... Like, do you want your daughter to get off? If you believe she did it, maybe just like, yeah, maybe some jail time is the best for you. You fucking murdered two people and had sex on top of their corpses. I mean, I, w- I don't even know if I'd want to even deal with her. Like, right. have her back in it's my life tough anymore. Love. Yeah, I mean, at that point, it's just like, all right, you kind of burn this bridge. And this yeah, bridge I think isn't the going best to be thing for you again. is to go to prison and become some chola's girlfriend. <laughs> for Yeah, for a few years, and when you few come years. out... Sure, you'll be very much more well adjusted when you get out of that situation. You work at a grocery store or something, and don't live near an elementary school, and that's going to be your life. Yeah, I don't know. Anyway, Wackley, what do you have here for the second story? 
Uh, somebody sent this in named Chez from Chez. the UK, who's 26. Uh, wonder what it tasted like. Keep it sick and wrong. Incinerator worker. Chez, 26, UK. Incinerator worker. Yeah. What, what do you expose? In parentheses, professional pyromaniac. So what does he burn? Like dead bodies? Probably medical waste. Yeah. Hmm. Drugs? That's where they have incinerators. Big, uh, yeah, well, you know, legal medical hospital drugs. They go into the incinerator. Hmm. It'd be kind of a fun job, especially if you're a, if you're a pyromaniac. Be a great job. Bet you it doesn't pay well though, because it's fun, and fun jobs don't pay well. Yeah, I know. Like a demolition guy, like those guys don't make that much money, and that no. that job would be rad. Totally rad. Except you know, talk about getting poop on yourself. Oh yeah, that'd be kind of gross. <laughs> there was a student at York. University, which is in uh, not New York University, where uh, our friend Kessler went, but just York University, Limey old land. York. Yeah, yeah, in the land of the Limeys. I don't know if they have a film program there or what, but uh, he's been sentenced to 120 hours of unpaid work in the community, which in normal countries we call community service, and it's acknowledged that it's unpaid. <laughs> His name's James White, and he's 21. <clears throat> His roommate, I don't know if he lived in the dorms or his own flat or what, but his roommate had a female Syrian hamster. Hmm. A Syrian hamster. <laughs> yeah. Not just a hamster, but a Syrian hamster. What's the and difference? I, I have no idea, but it's specified in the article, so I assume it means a lot. Usually when people have hamsters, they don't even know if it's female or male, right? It's like, there's my fucking hamster. Is it a boy or a girl? I have no fucking idea. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, I, I wouldn't. How would you? I mean, I guess. Just yeah, tiny I mean, little balls, little tiny balls. Uh, they don't say what the hamster's name was, although I think it's a crime if you live in the UK and you own a hamster not to name it Special Patrol Group. <laughs> I mean, in my, it's a moral crime. I don't think it's on the books, but in my opinion, it's a moral. You, you crime. would have to name it that. Yeah, you have to name if you're English. Special Patrol Group. And you have a hamster. You need to name it Special (laughs) Patrol Group after Vivian's hamster from the young ones. That is an obscure reference, but you should get – people who listen to the show, you should understand that. Well, uh, James White got really trash. Uh, He was drunk to the point of madness. (laughs) An actual quote. is a quote from the trial, and – the 120 hours of unpaid community service is because he abused the hamster, which may or may not have been named SPG. Uh, what, what, wait, hold on one second. Where I can, what is what constitutes drunk to the point of madness? Like how many Stellas is that? Well, it's not about how many. It's like, you know, the level of your intoxication, which can depend on how much you've eaten, how much you've drank in the days leading up to what other kinds of drugs you're cross imbibing. Have so, you ever been drunk to the point of madness? I think so. Because what they say <laughs> is that you could not remember what happened. And I've definitely been so drunk that I don't remember things that then my friends are always more than pleased to remind, to indi- you know, inform me of the things that I did while I was that drunk. So You've this, been this drunk, too. This is blackout drunk. Blackout drunk. Or as uh, our other mutual friend calls it, 
going to the dark side. <laughs> okay, going to the dark side. All right. Because yeah. you're not necessarily, like, blacked out as it's happening. It's the next day that you can't remember what happened. I mean, you're not, like, a robot. And sometimes you can tell when somebody's gone to the dark side and you need to inform them, hey, dude, I think you just went to the dark side. Maybe you should go home. And sometimes even you can tell when yourself you've gone to the dark side. And you're like, oh, shit, that last shot just sent me to the dark side. I got to get out of here. I, I like. Uh, I think it was David Tell who said it's uh, blacking out is like time travel. Because <laughs> you, you, well, you, I mean, you've been there where you wake up the you wake up the next day and be like, "Holy shit! How did I get here? I don't right. even recall being in my bed. I'm naked. No. How did I get it's naked? Usually su- it's usually a surprise that you've made it home and that you haven't shit yourself <laughs> and <laughs> that you're not sleeping in a bush somewhere. It's just weird how. Sometimes I'll have recollections of what occurred and then not realize if it's a dream or if it mm. did really happen. Usually you hope that it was a dream and you usually it turns was, out yeah. that it wasn't. Yeah. Well, then you, you realize when you look at your Facebook the next day or you check yeah. your voicemail. Talk to your friends. Yeah. yeah. Usually <laughs> the first sign is that you know, you're drinking, you, you think you're fine, and then you try and say a sentence and it doesn't come out properly. <laughs> and you're like, oh, fuck. I'm way drunker than I thought I was. See, I wish I would stop drinking at that point. I try to nowadays. Yeah. But what I don't do, at least I hope I don't do, hope I don't do in the future, is so this guy, he fried in a pan his flatmate's hamster. <laughs> in, in just a pan on the oven? They call, the it the ho- they call it the hob, which I had to look up is a term for like the stovetop. Yeah. Stovetop. Wow. He, uh, wow. Like, like was he trying like to eat hog. it? Nobody knows. He was, in, he was on the dark side. <laughs> the reason he only got 120 hours of community service, uh, the judge, district judge, uh, Anderson, Roy Anderson said, by virtue of your treatment of this small, unfortunate rodent, you've destroyed your good character and acquired a criminal conviction. <laughs> But the reason that the um, the reason that the sentencing and the fine, which I think was a thousand pounds, wasn't more, is because they ha- they couldn't determine that the hamster actually died in the frying pan. They think that he was roughly handling the hamster beforehand, and that it died, and then he put it in the pan, which is less of a crime than if you actually like fried it to death. Fried yeah. it to death. Um, did he? Did he? Did you say before he had a female roommate? I think the roommate is male. Male, okay. I don't know why a male college age kid is keeping would a have hamster, a hamster. Yeah, you know, the, you know, Vivian did. I'm so. not trying to justify this drunkard's behavior, but I can somewhat empathize with it because I, at one point in my life, when I was, I think I was in ninth grade, I had a guinea pig. Do you, have you ever? Which had they a, do actually eat in Peru, by the way. Did, did you ever have a guinea pig? Or no, I did have a, I did have a hamster at one point, and it was the shittiest pet ever. Oh, they they're, died they're, very quickly. They're an awful, horrible, like awful creature to even to even have in your own room. It smells bad. They're nocturnal, so they, they sleep all day, and then at night they just pound on their their little their little cage where you the bowl on their side of their cage. It's a metal it's a metal bowl attached to a metal side of the cage. There's, they're pounding all night, making noise and a racket. Just jacking it. No, they jump up and down on it to get food or whatever, oh. and like 
and, and it's, it, they're horrible. They're not friendly creatures. They smell really – they smell like urine. And they just like jump up and down and make a clanging racket all night. It got to the point where it was literally driving me insane. Like I used to keep a football by my bed so I could just throw it at the cage and it would shut the fuck up for about 10 minutes because it would scare the shit out of it. And then uh-huh. start bam, bam, bam all over again. It was, it was right. awful. I ended up having to give the thing away. But I bet you what happened is a similar situation. <laughs> <To> a Peruvian? <laughs> I should have actually. Um, Peruvian restaurant. You know, I, I I gave it to this poor kid who lives who lived up the street that was in my grade, and his mom Probably was the so happy. Thing he ever got. Well, you know, it, it was until the fucker turned around and sold it for fifty bucks. Fifty bucks. Fifty this bucks. Probably back in cage. like nineteen eighty nine or something. It was like nineteen ninety one, I think ninety. I was and, off uh, by two years, but that was a lot of money back then. Yeah, I was like, you, I can't believe you just sold that. St- I could have sold that guinea pig. I was doing a, I was doing a mitzvah here. I was giving you a gift. <laughs> I was going to say, is your dad just in the background shaking his head? He was very like, disappointed in me. Your shittiness as <laughs> a Jew. Very disappointed in me. But no, what I'm saying is uh, I can empathize with this guy. He probably comes home. He's wasted, not thinking clearly. And all he hears is bang, bang, bang on the stupid wheel over and over and over again. The thing just like making all this racket. And he's like, you know what? Fuck it. I've had enough. I've reached breaking point. He grabs the thing, strangles it, throws it in a frying pan. I, I can understand. I would have done the same thing. Hmm. You know, I mean, a hamster is much smaller than a guinea pig. Yeah, a guinea pig would have been hard. But I could, under, I could, in my mind, I could justify taking that guinea pig and smashing it against a wall. When This might give you some insight into what actually happened. Uh, when the cops did come to the to the flat in the uh, in the police report it says that this guy james white said what i fucking fried it i fried it <laughs> the first sentence has a question mark and the second one is a declarative statement so so he's like i fried it he probably didn't even know what he was doing he doesn't know what the fuck's going on. <laughs> but then he kind of rem- oh yeah he did fry it did he uh you know there's a picture of it did you see the picture I didn't see the picture, but it just looks like a little furry bit of fried thing. <laughs> yeah, it looks like roadkill. It's just all fried in the in the pan. First you think- of all, when you when you fry it, an animal for food, you you're supposed to defur it, <laughs> which I don't. I doubt he did. <laughs> I mean, I, it it almost would have been more humane if he did it in a deep fryer. <laughs> really? Well, it would have been quicker, you know. I mean, maybe if the thing I think was- it was dead before it got to the pan, so. Well, that's they can't prove that's up that in the it air. wasn't. But yeah. 120 hours of community work for for frying a hamster. I wonder what the uh, hope it, it was a lot of fun. Would you come to fisticuffs with your roommate if he did that? Oh yeah, I'd beat the shit out of him. Yeah, I'd be pissed. I would be pissed. The the real special patrol group would have beat the fuck out of the guy himself. Yeah, for sure. I mean, he would have. Well, I mean, that's just uh, well, I don't know. I wonder what it smelled like. Burnt hair. <laughs> That's got to be one of the worst things, though, is because you wake up the next day and you're like, God, I had the craziest fucking dream. And I was like, <laughs> totally frying your hamster, dude. You did fry my hamster. You're a and- monster. <laughs> you're a monster. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, you know what I would do? I'd make you eat it. <laughs> I'd be like, you're fucking eating that. <laughs> what? Well, I'm drunk, mate. You're fucking eating it. You fried it. You're eating it. And you're buying me a new fucking pan. I would, you know what I would have done? I would have waited till you passed out and just shoved it in your mouth. Right. So you just woke up with it in your mouth. Or if I was really feeling mean in the other end, <laughs> I would have froze it 
frozen fried hamster right up your asshole. That almost would have been, would have received its own set of criminal charges. But yeah, that would Probably. have been good. A just revenge. I don't get bad, mate. I get even. <laughs> revenge is a dish best served cold. That was kind of Australian. Yeah. Get my meaning. People, send your sick and wrong stories to sick and wrong podcast at uh, hotmail.com. We've got a few phone calls here to the sick and wrong hotline. 206-666-3846 is that number. Before we get to our first phone call, we got this great new Audible promo that came in. And uh, you got to hear this, Wackerly. I love um, new promos. Yeah, it was sent in from Fugly J. Wetzel, which is not a pseudonym. That's his real name. Um, Fugly writes, Morning Freaks, just thought it was time to update your shitty audible.com ad. Keeping with the ongoing theme of trannies and retards, I thought, what if the tranny narrator had a retarded kid? You know what I don't understand? Enjoy, he goes, enjoy Fugly Wetzel. What I don't understand is he's saying is the, the current narrator of our audible promos is a tranny. Mm-hmm. That, that was an ex-girlfriend of mine, dude. <laughs> Only you know for sure. Yeah, that is true. I guess that uh, you could be lying. Sounds a bit like a tranny, but anyway. Uh, I mean, you put a, you put a audio effect on the voice, right? I did. I, want her, I did. I don't I want know. your ex girlfriend to get mad. At me. <laughs> I did put an audio of, uh, an, an effect on the on the voice, so it sounds a bit. She different. probably loved that because I mean, you you made the promo while you were still dating. Like, hey, babe, you want to make a promo? I'm going to make you sound like a tranny. Mm, <laughs> thanks. Thanks a lot. <laughs> and then she hears it. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I'm sure she loves that. Um, but th- this promo is uh, fantastic. So thank you, Fugly, for sending it in. And people, if you ever want to make us an Adam and Eve promo or an Audible promo, uh, make it short. Make it about a minute long or less, preferably less, and uh, it will probably be played here on the show. We we do enjoy that. So uh, thank you, Fugly, for sending this in. Dad? Yes, Billy? I, I found money in my pee. No, you didn't. Dad? Yes, Billy. Do I have an extra testicle? No, Billy. You have an extra chromosome. Hmm. Dad? <sighs> yes, Billy. I want to read a book. <laughs> oh, Billy. You can't read a book. Why not? Because you're retarded. I know. But now I can with Audible.com. Who the Audible? Audible had over 75,000 audiobooks with more being added all the time. Train no-tards read the books out loud so botards like me can enjoy. I don't know. Sounds pricey. Not at all, Dad. Just go to audiblepodcast.com forward slash ditto for a free audiobook today. That sounds like a great idea, Billy. I'll do that just as soon as I get back from the store. Gotta get my Paul Malls and scratch-offs. Who's the retard now? <laughs> what is that song in the back? I don't know, but there's a video. I've heard the song before because there's a video of... Uh, you ever see? You ever see the video of the naked lady skydiving in her vaginal lips oh, because lips of the are, wind? Yeah, fluttering. Just going, blah, 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 blah. and then they play that song in the background, and it looks like the vagina is singing that. Song. God, whose song is that? I, I need to know whose song. That There's is. no words, so you can't Google it. I mean, what are you going to Google? Blah 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 blah. blah. <laughs> But it, what's funny about that is it to it, I don't know in my mind when I heard it I'm just like I think that's the thought that all retards have like that's what's constantly going on in their head just over and over again like I, when they I, see I've never anything. thought about what they think about 
Does Google, I mean, you know how you can do a Google reverse image search? <laughs> can, can you do, can you do like sound? a Google reverse audio search? I don't know. I'd, I'd love to. I, I do. Fugly, write in and let me know whose song that is. We'll, we'll use it as the sick and wrong song of the week. But thank you for sending in that audible promo. I'm sure we're going to play it all the time now. <laughs> <laughs> can you speed it up or something? Like cut, cut maybe edit it? Um, so yeah, Wackley, we got a few phone calls here. The Sigron Hotline, uh, 206-666-3846 is that number. Um, let me get to the first call. All right, D, you fucking celery muncher. Prepare to be educated. Horse, you don't want to eat horse unless you're getting a fucking discount. And you guys hit right on it. If you'd had a decent carnivore co-host, like I thought. Ooh, accurately. I don't like this guy's tood, dude. <laughs> I think he's uh, undermining your carnivore status here. Oh, okay. Lance was. He would tell you that higher fat content content makes more just meat. You think filet mignon is a fucking lean cut? You think fucking ribeye? Is lean? Well, if you do, you're wrong. The leaner the meat, the nastier it tastes. Is that true? I, I guess I don't know this. Uh, I think he's right. I don't necessarily agree with that, but uh, I, I mean, I think the general consensus is that yeah, like you know, more expensive. They always talk about the marbling. The marbling is like the, you know, you see the lines of fat in the. But I thought people don't want to eat fat on their meat. Don't they cut the fat off? Well, most people are faggots. <laughs> Fitness faggots, but uh, I mean, I think you know the the less renowned cuts of meat nowadays are also good, and there's different ways of cooking them. Well, okay, uh, what's a, what's blah, a prime blah, blah, blah. rib? Like, if you got prime rib, is that half I don't know. fat, I'm, half meat? You know, how people get annoyed with like people who know too much about wine. They're just like, shut the fuck up about wine or any like, whiskey or beer snobs. I kind of feel that way about meat people. <laughs> like, I don't, I don't go to the butcher and know what I want. I just ask the butcher. I'm like, look, dude, I want to make some fajitas and throw some shit on the grill. What should I get? And he's like, this one. And I don't remember the name. I just take whatever he points at. But I think his point, his point here is if, uh, if horse meat's even leaner than lean Technically, meat, yeah, it would taste in the, like in shit. the conventional wisdom of culinary chefs and butchers, Yes, they would say that because it's lean means it's not as good. All right, well, let's see what he says here. But but you know, the, the, I think we did we talked about this too. There's you know, there's reasons to eat for like survival. There's reasons to eat to be like a healthy person. You some people eat because they want it to taste as good as possible. These are all three different competing ideas. Yeah, I mean, there are definitely uh, different reasons why people uh, would consume meat. I have to break this down for vegans all the time who are trying to tell me, well, you know, uh, meat is murder, but... Uh, you know how people are always to, uh... annoyed with, you know, they say about, you know, how do you tell a vegan, like, we'll just stand around for five minutes because they'll tell you about it. Uh, <laughs> and vegans are typically very pedantic at parties. Like, this guy's the opposite end of that spectrum. <laughs> Let me break it down for you, vegans. Like, oh, no, he's going on his fucking meat conversation meat again. No, I mean, this just guy's trying like... to, like, back away with your drink and, like, go somewhere else. Well, this is, like, the flag-waving meat supporter. It's like, you know, red meat. Everybody should be eating, be eating red meat. I mean, I'm annoyed by, <clears throat> I'm annoyed by anybody who, uh, you know, proselytizes their cause. 
And especially vegans. Yeah. I mean, vegans I hate become it when, very self righteous. Hate when people have beliefs. And I'm being completely, I'm being completely serious. I do hate it. Like, I, I don't care if you ever give a shit about your opinion. I don't care about your beliefs. Just keep them to your fucking self. You know, like I don't, I don't want to hear it. Whatever, and don't criticize I, I actually, mine. I actually even care. I think if you have strong feelings about something, you're probably an asshole. <laughs> I mean, as long as you're probably. not preaching. Maybe, maybe you're, if your mom died of cancer and you like feel really strongly about cancer research, okay. But typically, people believe really strongly about things like Israel. Like they just were fucking full of themselves. That's why they care so I much. I mean, I agree, but just don't argue with me and preach it to me and try to convince me or persuade me to to come around to you know your belief system because it's not going to happen. And I'm then, just going to get more annoyed and actually start taking the other side. Well, that's the thing too with that. Like, yeah, I'm a vegetarian. I'm not a vegan. I'm a vegetarian, but I can't give a we fuck you what a you vegan. eat. It's the term of abuse. Well, I can't give a fuck what anyone eats. You eat what you want. I don't eat meat because I don't like it. That's pretty. I, I could care less about the animal. That's the thing I tell a lot of vegetarians is like that thing that you're eating, that cow, would never exist as it is in the wild. It's just a huge food carrier. I mean, it would be consumed immediately by a predator. Right. Because it couldn't get away. I mean, we've genetically produced that organism. So why not just eat that thing? That's yeah, what it's made and for. It's a, and it's a vegetarian. Yeah. <laughs> you're just eating, you're eating vegetables just one step removed. Exactly. All right, let's let's finish this out of here. Well, that would be better. Uh, blah blah blah. Yeah, grass fed cow. Mm-hmm. No fat. They taste nasty. They it costs three times as much. And here's the thing: maybe you're not aware, but they round up wild horses here in the U.S. Uh, and uh, at taxpayer expense, and then sell them oh, off man. to fucking Is entrepreneurs to go who go and. Put them on tables all across Europe. There's a there's a reason right there not to support the cocksuckers. Look, <laughs> I'm with Lance. I'll eat the horse, but you better be giving me a fucking discount. It's like telling me that oh well, crab with a K is every bit as good as real crab. No, it's fucking Pollock. <laughs> and, and, this guy is and, my favorite. <laughs> this guy is great, actually. I love the annoying like. This is how somebody with a stupid opinion sounds. I love that <laughs> that like voice. We need a we need a name for this guy. He no needs problem. a moniker. We'll have to come up with something. I don't want to just come up with something on the spot. No, we'll, we'll think of something. Yeah. You're reeling in metric tons of Pollock per second, and then trying to charge me something close to what you're. Uh, no, fuck you. I want the real deal. I want my beef, and I want it to be fed bread. Oh yeah, you heard me. I was just gonna ask if if cow. the good if the good tasting cow doesn't eat grass, what does it eat? Bread? I guess he said bread. It's not grass fed. I don't know. That seems like a fucking process. I mean, you well, gotta grow the wheat. You and just then you gotta like refine the wheat into flour, and then you gotta throw some eggs in with it. We're getting chickens involved, and then you gotta fucking put it in an oven and wait around for the bread to rise and cook into a loaf. And now you're gonna feed it to your cow, and then you're gonna fucking eat the cow. I don't understand bread. Why bread? Like, what kind of bread? Like, garlic bread? What kind of bread? <laughs> yeah, garlic bread. No, but I mean, what kind of like bread? A donut. Is it, like a donut. Like a donut. Cakes. But aren't cows supposed to be eating grass anyway? Isn't that what they he- hay? Is that what they eat? I thought so. Corn. We got all this surplus corn. I assume they probably eat a lot of corn. But uh, 
Yeah, the bread thing, like a tort, like a tortilla. They eat a tortilla, some lavash bread, or like. I, I, I don't know. I mean, I'm, I'm surprised that really affects the taste. What about a saltine? Bread. Well, I don't. Yeah, I, I, it makes me wonder. I don't know. <laughs> I, I'm surprised that bread would really affect the taste. Does it just make it fatter, so that a fattier Probably. cow tastes better? Yeah, I mean, like you're not supposed to eat white rice or or Wonder Bread. You know, that's not very good for you. That's the latest health thing, I think. And uh, you know, if you feed the cow shittier, it's just basically refined sugars, right? More or less. I don't really concern myself with what my food eats. I mean, like you know, to a, to a level of detail like that, where I figure it out. Someone pointed out recently that uh, we predicted that Taco Bell would have horse meat in their food, and in the UK, in the UK, Taco Bell, Taco Bell did. Find, they found that Taco Bell did have horse meat in their uh, their bean burritos. Oh, it was in the UK. I wasn't aware that it was in the UK. I thought it was. I didn't know they had Taco Bell in the UK. I think they do. When actually. I was there, I would have found one and eaten it. <laughs> Even you wouldn't care about the horse meat at that point. Well, this is what this is the thing you you had asked if Taco Bell had horse meat in it. You know, what would their would, you, would they close down or would people stop eating there? And so, what has happened? People continue continue no to effect, eat there. Yeah, no one really I cares. Which was my prediction. Yeah. Well, that's, I mean, I think uh, at, at, we love Taco Bell so much. We love fast food and shitty food so much. We're like, yeah, well, horse doesn't taste that bad. Well, you know, we were talking me. about news cycles earlier. Yeah. Right after People already came, forgot about it. Right. Well, right after they came out with the horse meat in the Taco Bell finding, they released the Cool Ranch Dorito uh, taco. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and everybody fucking forgot. They're like, I shit, I need to get me some of that. I just love, uh, I, I don't know, I know Neil Hamburger does, but a lot of people do. They retweet some of the, the like, retwarded. I don't know if you follow retwarded on Twitter. Yeah, I do. But he'll retweet a lot of Taco Bell tweets. And it's amazing to me how many people, like, tweet about the diarrhea that they get from Taco Bell, but yet they continually eat it. They keep eating it. It doesn't even matter. Like, my sister, every time she eats Taco Bell, she pretty much gets diarrhea. doesn't stop her. Hmm. It's worth it. Yeah. It's, so, I mean, that's the thing. This guy loves his meat. Is it going to really, does it really matter if, if the cow's grass-fed and not bread-fed? I mean, yeah, it might not taste as much. You're still going to eat it. It's still, it's still meat. Who cares? <laughs> it's all meat. Everything is made of meat, pretty much. Yeah. Every single thing in the universe. Uh, this, this, next, this next call is actually kind of interesting. It's a good way to stop a fight. Hi. I don't know. Well, I don't even know if this is the right number. Um, you were complaining about the the quality of calls. So I've got a good one. Yeah. I was in school, and my friends got in a bit of a fight. Anyway, one of them punched the other one, so the one who's kind of smaller than the other one got the guy's hand. He got two right fingers in one hand and the two left fingers in the other, and he pulled them apart, and he ripped his... The flesh it was his two middle fingers all the way down the knuckle. It was just spewing blood everywhere. God. Oh. This is, I was a little frightened when I yeah, went that. to the United Kingdom. <laughs> because you hear this shit like, you know, in, I guess in, you know, Oakland, you'll get your ass shot if you like do the wrong thing or in the wrong area. But in England, they, you know, street fights end Much up with prevalent. things like Chelsea smiles or people ripping your hand in half. 
or you know, like curbing you or curbing you. you. Yeah, no, they. I mean, they. They. I mean, they created the Chelsea smile. They don't quit. No, I mean, here it's like we'll beat the shit out of some. But then again, do people sue each other in England? Are you allowed to? If you, they must. I don't know if you do. I think, and then if you get arrested, what do you get? Like a cup of tea and a spanking. In the most recent Martin Amos book, there's a thing about he beats the fuck out the main character beats the fuck out of somebody and the dude's trying to sue him so de- yeah definitely that happens you know uh our friend chris that lives in uh the uk he was telling me that because no one owns guns over there that uh a lot there are a lot of breaking and enterings like a lot of drunk people just kind of break and enter someone's apartment and not even necessarily steal things they just like eat their food uh-huh because you're drunk that, and i mean it- that's a big theme in the irvine welsh books yeah, it's really common, and that wouldn't happen in this this country because, well, you never know if the house you're breaking into, the, the, the homeowner owns a gun, and you can blow someone's head off legally here if you if you invade someone's home. But it just makes me think. It's like if someone's willing to break and enter your home, they're probably willing to break and enter your skull just as easily, which is what they do in the UK. Yeah, they need to slow their roll on the like physical violence. <laughs> I don't. It, it does kind of. It does kind of freak me out because uh, you know, I mean, what 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 provokes a fight there? It seems like anything. Like you could wear a a a, a, a t shirt of, of an opposing soccer team. I've heard of that. Yeah, and and that's just calling it soccer. You could probably get your head caved in. <laughs> What'd you call it, mate? Well, don't you think uh, like speaking in my nasally American accent would probably warrant a beating, a box on the ears? Now that you mention it. Yeah, I don't know. Anyway, that is a great way to stop a fight. I always wonder, like, you know what you do to just stop a fight? Do you just punch somebody in the throat? I always thought the best way to really stop a fight would be just to, like, reach in and pull somebody's eyeball out. That would be good. Well, because if you throw their eye on it, I mean, who's going to continually... Could, would you continue fighting after your eyeballs is on the ground? It worked in Deadwood. Yeah, in Deadwood. Remember, that stopped the fight. Mm-hmm. That was it. It was done. The fight was over, but hey, this one this seems to work. I just too. I probably would just run away. <laughs> <laughs> I tend to like just kind of like curl up in a fetal position and urinate. That's good if you're at the end of a an alleyway and you can't run. You can no longer run away. That's the next step. Just curl up in a fetal like a ball and just just urinate really yeah. and cry. But urination. Some some, is some Democrat they were talking about. You know, somebody was trying to say that. You know, you shouldn't curb Americans' ability to own guns because lots of women who are naturally at a physical disadvantage to men, they use, you know, firearms to prevent a rape situation. And the Democratic uh, politician, whoever it was, once again, this is sucking wrong because I don't know the (laughs) name, but said that women should learn to urinate and shit themselves if they find themselves where there's a rape in progress. And that will stop the rapist cold in his tracks. I mean, don't a lot of insects and animals do that as a defense mechanism? (laughs) Like a skunk? (laughs) (laughs) Or a squid? Yeah. It does work in nature, so. I imagine it would work for me, too. I just, I wonder, like, do you think if you're getting pursued by a bunch of uh, English thugs... If they were like, if you started shitting yourself, pulled your pants down. While you're down. running, just like lay down on oil slick. <laughs> well, no, I mean, if you curled up in a fetal position, pulled your pants down, just start shitting everywhere. Do you think they would <laughs> keep fight, like beating you? It would give them pause. <laughs> for sure. Well, maybe that's what you should do to stop a fight, English I people. call this the American defense. 
the Cleveland Steamer. All right, uh, we got one more call here. You know what? <laughs> Fuck you two, some bitches. Yeah. Guess who? This is motherfucking Jim Bob. Really? All right. You probably didn't like that other story about the tampon. That probably made my girlfriend mad. But fuck it. That son of a bitch, that motherfucker I told you that was eating all that cum, well, he ate cum for months. And then these motherfucking dudes up in prison like, well, fuck, we're tired of feeding him cum, plus we don't try to jack it off. We just go in the shower and get a punk or something. But fucking anyway, this stupid motherfucker. Okay, wait. Let's do a little recap here. He was talking about the dude, they would jack off in the guy's food. Right, and make him eat it. And they'd make him eat it, and the dude was just ingesting like copious amounts of semen. Like in, in all sorts of food, and, and they had no choice but to eat it. But now I guess everyone is, is, is growing tired of jacking off in the food and jacking off all the time. So now they're trying to come up with new and ingenious ways to fuck with this guy. Mm-hmm. Beaten son of a bitch, man. He gets a job as a motherfucking SSI. That's like a janitor. You're in prison, you just sweep the floors and mob shit. Hmm. So they got this young punk that was up there where he was cleaning these floors and shit, and they said, okay, this is what you're going to do. You don't kidnap this motherfucker, and let me explain how that works. If you kidnap a motherfucker, see, like at night, the laws, they go by there and just see a couple bodies in there and fucking look at the ID on the door, and they go on. Anyway, they kidnapped this motherfucker. Tied his bitch ass up with socks. Had that motherfucker crawling on the floor, eating shit, and all kinds of motherfucking, you know, this one didn't make him suck his dick, whatever. Oh, he got nice. And how they got caught is this fucking one day, this dude that kidnapped him got called out to go somewhere. Maybe he had a pro in, I don't know, but he got out of the cell. This fucking female Lalo comes up there and sees this some bitch all fucked up in there. Well, <clears throat> there's more to this, but that bitch got threw off her chair and she died. So anyway, fuck it. I am totally confused by this story. What, what exactly know. happened? I have no idea. Is Cindy Crawford in the prison? As I, a I heard model. C- I heard Cindy Crawford did like three th- something. He said Cindy Crawford like three times. I no, I didn't hear Cindy Crawford, but I heard model. I thought I heard Cindy Crawford. <laughs> I, That's I, what I, I just thought pulled I that name out because she's the first supermodel that comes to mind. But did did you not hear that there's a female model in the prison? Or is this just a term of abuse, like you know that bitch? When when really it's just some guy that they're fucking with. Wait, did you? Okay, so well, let me just let me try to piece some guys crawling tied up with socks and eating shit off the floor. <laughs> and then where did the model come in? She came in and saw him, but then he wasn't going to tell us what happened to the model, other than that she died or something. I thought I heard him say Joan Crawford, not Cindy Crawford. <laughs> I didn't hear any Crawford. Like I said <laughs> I just pulled that out of my ass. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know what's going on here, but th- it doesn't sound pleasant being in jail. At least to the jail. At least the jail that Jim Bob went to. God, and uh, was Jim Bob the ringleader of this whole scenario? I kind of always figured if you went to prison, it would suck, and you might get buggered. But the guards would kind of take protect you from like grievous bodily harm, unless you're a pedophile. Not. Well, if you're a pedophile, then you're gonna get your just dessert, I suppose. But I am not a pedophile, so I guess I always figured it. It wouldn't be too bad for me other than getting it up the ass and probably having to suck lots of cock. I, I just didn't think. But, I, but just, I didn't think I'd be, you know, I didn't think I'd be tied up to a, in a cell eating shit off the floor. 
<laughs> you must be like immensely unpopular to get to that point. Which I probably would be. Yeah. I'm quite annoying. That's another one. Guys, fuck y'all. Keep it fucked up because I'm way worse. That about I think he is worse. I think he's much, much worse. Uh, thank you, Jim Bob, for that uh, that, in, that insightful prison story. It definitely makes uh, it's definitely kind of scared me straight. I'm gonna have to go back I, and listen to that on the recap on the replay and figure out what actually happened. I think Joan Crawford basically shit in this guy's mouth that was tied up with socks. She was a pretty horrible person, right, Mommy dear? Or someone that someone in there that looked like Joan Crawford. That's what it sounds like to me. Anyway, people, call the Sick Wrong Hotline, 206-666-3846. Um, if you haven't already, go to iTunes. Go uh, check out the show. Give us a little rating rating, a little subscription. That's how, that's how it works here. You scratch our backs, or we scratch yours, or we give you free content, and you scratch our backs. Isn't this that- is a very strained metaphor at this point. Or whatever. I'm just trying to figure out this like symbiotic. I don't want to scratch any of our listeners' backs. I'm assuming they're covered in eczema and shingles. I'm just trying to 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 figure out this uh, reciprocal relationship we have here with these people that we produce something for free. How can they help us out? It's the internet. Everything is for free. All right. Well, go to iTunes. Buy a T-shirt. Subscribe to the show. Well, if you if you've already bought a T-shirt, you know, and you, or you're really cheap. And you don't want to buy a t-shirt, just go go to iTunes, just search for Sick and Wrong, subscribe, give us a little five-star rating, a comment. I, you know, I noticed that that the even like we have more comments than a lot of the famous people podcasts. So <laughs> maybe they don't care. Because they're yeah. famous. So like I don't how many how many comments do your podcasts have? I don't give a fuck. I fuck supermodels. <laughs> Whereas you and me were like, ah. Look, my weekend was made. We got two more comments on our iTunes page. Yay! Hey, meanwhile, I don't that, know. the other the famous podcasters are like snorting coke off of hookers' tits. Yeah, well, whatever, man. I mean, it's <laughs> yeah, we all whatever, have our own man. goals, Wackerly. We all can't be. We all can't be Adam Carolla, even though we you try. <laughs> anyway, thank you for subscribing to the show on iTunes. Also, the best way. Hands down, the best way to support the show is to buy a T-shirt. Uh, and you can just go to sickandwrongpodcast.com slash store and buy a sick and wrong T-shirt. You can wear it around and you can preach the cause. You can tell people you can be a walking billboard for sick and wrong. Unfortunately, we are out of medium T-shirts. We don't have any mediums left. I can give you a small, a large, or an XL. But right now, no mediums. Um, so if you order a medium. pressing. Yeah, yeah. So if you order a medium, you got to wait for the next pressing. Anyway, go to SickerOnPodcast.com slash store, buy a t-shirt today. Sick and Wrong Song of the Week came in from Matt from California. He says, here's a Sick and Wrong Song of the Week. It's titled, You Best Be Douching. It's by a guy named Chick Boyd. His album is called Cunt Sucker. Keep it sick, keep it wrong, Matt. You know, I listen to this song. The guy sounds a lot like uh, the dude from King Missile. It's interesting. Mm. Have, you ever, have you ever heard this Chick Boyd? The only King Missile song I know is Detachable Penis. So. Oh, you know, the uh, the album Mystical Shit is actually a very good album. Okay. But uh, this song, this You Best Be Douching, is kind of interesting. Uh, this this dude's somewhat mysterious. You can't really find out much about Chick Boyd on the internet. But uh, the the song is about a uh, you know women who have uh, smelly nether regions and how why they should be douching, which is interesting to me because do you have you ever had a girlfriend that's douched? It's a good question. I don't think I ever have. 
I suspected it, but I never really knew. I don't think women do this in, uh, you know, Gen X women do that. Gen X and beyond. I, I think this is like something they did in the 60s. In the <laughs> 70s, maybe. I don't think they I do really, anymore. I didn't really think about that much. I don't know. I, 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 I've I never know. had one that I thought needed to douche. I, I, have you ever excessively smelly vagina or anything, huh? I, I mean, I couldn't imagine ever telling a girl or suggesting, you know, in some kind of passive aggressive way that she needs to douche. Be awkward. What an awkward conversation that would be. <laughs> but apparently, yeah. this this guy, this chick boy, he he just goes out and right, just goes out and says it like forthright. You best be douching. So uh, so we're gonna just soap and water is good enough, I think. That's what I imagine, like soap, water. Maybe if something, a little... I think my issue is if if there's something up inside there that's smelling that bad, um, <laughs> you know, just covering it up with like some type of a soapy scent, vinegar type thing, like you should deal with the root cause of why your vagina smells so bad. Because there's probably something stuck in there. I mean, you can spray right. all the Axe body spray you want, and it's still going to smell bad. See, that's a good analogy. The du- dudes who smell who who smell excessively or at all, I guess, uh, smelling at all of Axe body spray is excessive. So any guy who's using Axe body spray, like, there's deeper issues. Like, maybe you should just bathe, and then you don't have to use the Axe. If you just <laughs> bathe once a day, you don't need Axe body spray. Or maybe you should just commit suicide and just whatever. We also, a good, also a good solution to your problem that you're covering up with Axe is <laughs> suicide. <laughs> So we're going to end the show here with You Best Be Douching by Chick Boy. People will be back next week with episode 372. Till then, take it sleazy. There's a smell, and it's strong, and it's coming from you. Like the smell that smells right after a poo. There's a cloud in the sky, and it blocks out the sun. And a man with a stand who sells to everyone. Yeah, you best be douching. Girl, you best be douching. Baby, 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 you best be douching. Honey child, you best be douching. There are poets with words that don't really rhyme And children with watches that can't tell the time There are galaxies and stars and billions of planets And girls that stink and stand close to me You best be douching You best be douching Baby, 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 you best be douching. Honey child, you best be douching. Girl, you're running wild. Maybe I should have kept it a secret. Maybe then I wouldn't be wrong. 
to point out the stench and the stinker and turn them both into a song. Nah. You best be douching. Baby, listen, you best be douching. Girl, you best be douching. I'm not making it up off the top of my head. You best be douching. Baby, 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 you best be douching. Honey child, you best be douching. Girl, you're running wild. So, you know what I find funny about that guy? I was watching the one with season one episode where his brother's in it. Who's not at all in season two, but his brother and they have his mom. You remember he meets his mom. Right. And she's just a total bitch. And she's like, I'm a lesbian. Yeah, that one was awesome. It was a really funny episode. But then you listen to his comedy and it's just like, <laughs> it's not homophobic, but you're kind of like, dude, you're probably a gay dude. Or you've definitely sucked a dick at least once in your life. Well, they remember there was that rumor that like some comedian, but nobody would name who it was, would like whenever he did a show with a, a female comedians, he would get them back to the, his room and he would try and make them watch him masturbate. And everybody was saying it was probably Louis C.K. <laughs> I would say Jim Norton or Louis C.K. Yeah, Jim Norton, I don't feel is like popular enough to get the female comedians to come <laughs> back to his room. <laughs> I wonder if it was Louis C.K. I, you know, I would not be surprised. Just weird. Just some weird thing to do.